0: Hello and welcome to episode 76 of the Just Life Podcast. Sorry, sorry, sorry for the delay between episodes. There's been a lot of planning going along uh, with a bunch of new dudes joining the team. You'll be hearing a lot about all of that and from everybody over the coming episodes. I always enjoy a good story and when my brother's around, he's always got a good story to tell. So we've got a long, juicy episode that we hope will make up for our tardiness. Today we talk about how crazy the world's become since the dawn of the internet, how much we have access to in a simple click, and the ripples, hell, the waves of impact it has on each and every one of us, whether you're present to it or not. Be it the cancel culture society, or the ability to live stream pretty much anything and create a following around it, it's truly awe-inspiring, and scary at the same time. We talk about Patrick's trip to Thailand and almost being eaten by an elephant, his trip to southern India, performing stunts for 60 days, and his experience of semi-celebrity status, riding camels, and hanging with cows, being gifted with people's naked babies. Enjoy the show. it doesn't have to look a certain way now. Yeah, We, we were even
1: look, talking about like, live streaming. Yeah, I want to do live streaming yeah, eventually. But we
0: need somebody to be able to manage it. And and Keith could probably do that as well. There's a dialogue back and forth, right, that'll inevitably happen. But there's so much streaming tech.
1: And the thing is, like, they'll still pay you to do anything. <laughs> like, we were talking about this yesterday, but, like, they'll pay you to, like, Watch you eat food or like play games or just work in the office or We're, do sexual acts. Just streaming. There's all these different streaming platforms. Really? But like, it's fucked up. There's an audience right. for anything. And it Watching can like be. people, will watch people? They'll eat, log in, they'll food. watch you do whatever yeah. the heck you're doing, living your life, and they give you little tips. And I mean, I don't, I don't fully understand it, but it's I like me- webcams,
0: two It's like boyers are so doing a new level. So people are not level. just
1: jerking off on cameras. They probably there. always they're jerking off. But well,
2: no, they're definitely doing that. But <laughs> yeah. that used to be just the thing. Now people will watch you brush your teeth and jerk off. And jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> now that would be a t- That's like that whole jumping up and down, patting your head, and rubbing your yeah. belly, right? You're jerking off. You're brushing your teeth.
1: You're fucking on the treadmill. They basically. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's, it's basically become like a weird <laughs> Truman we show, about? you know. Like people just want to watch another person live their life,
0: yeah.
1: And, that, and like, ironically, not live their life by sitting there watching someone live their life. Wow. Or like, our your kids, for example, or uh, our sister, just sitting there watching people play Minecraft. They want to watch them play the game more it's, than they want to play the game. It's pretty crazy. It's crazy. Um, so my little girl
0: is on Instagram. They both are actually on Instagram. I but saw pri- her last private account post. It's like I love
1: this, but my brother destroyed it. <laughs> it's a smushed up piece of Play-Doh. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm they got like
0: three posts on there. Um, but she follows this YouTuber called Unspeakable. Unspeakable? Un- sounds I- like a wholesome name. Yeah, I was say. That sounds <laughs> un- unbreakable or something like that. I can't remember. Uh, anyways, uh, he's a pretty nice guy. Like he's he's got good content. It's not just Intense,
1: irresponsible, eerily clipped. Like there's no pause, and anything they say is just nonstop. You know. Well, dialogue. I mean,
0: that's just the dynamic for video. It keeps people like, engaged. Like there's this one girl on LinkedIn, Shay Robottom. No, yeah, Shay Robottom, and uh, and she, all of her videos are like that, right? They're all they're, they're small clips, so she's always kind of like moving a little bit. But I watch it's, her whole fucking videos. Yeah, <laughs> That's the only problem. And I'm she's like, really yeah. entertaining. Yeah. She's got a good dialogue. She she's gone viral a few times, and she's just been sharing how she's been doing it. It's uh, it's pretty impressive to be able to do those types of things. Would make a difference for the the type of content that people are drawn to, and the live streaming. I want you can uh, for uh, Podbean, they are putting a uh, beta live streaming audio so hmm. it's not video it's the audio that's live streamed uh, and and it's the same thing so they're not gonna he- see you but they're gonna listen to you and what's being said jesus yeah and that sounds pretty cool that is pretty cool yeah that
2: would be interesting it would be it would confirm all of the paranoia you have when you sit down in the podcast room and you're like oh yeah right you're, you keep remembering that no one's actually listening to me right now if I don't want to have this in the podcast, I can take it out. <laughs> but then people are actually listening. streaming listen. it, yeah. yeah. they're streaming it, and you're just like,
1: you know. That's true. That's true. That that everything that, you're saying, all well, the whole, keywords are being logged by l- algorithms online, you know, trying to see if you're a terrorist or what the heck's going on whoa. there. I have to say. it's took a left turn. Shit just got real. <laughs> Kill the president? <laughs> <laughs> you guys watch that uh, that new Dave Chappelle skit? I no, I haven't watched, watched any of it yet. Oh, definitely. Yeah, his yeah. New, uh, it's like kill everyone at school. You try yeah. to skip school, man. Skip school. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. You haven't tried, you haven't tried to skip school? <laughs> I'm <laughs> so
2: totally God. missing it. i got to oh, watch it's it. That so funny. And uh, just so you know, completely different, but just as hilarious,
1: Bill Burr's new specials. I watched well. that one as well. so funny. And that guy goes from zero to ten like, in the best, most com- comedic way I've ever I seen.
2: He's yeah. so good. Man, he's so good. Why is it
1: so quiet in here? <laughs> yeah, because no one's laughing. It's like, you just see how you all just shut up when I said that? Yeah. Oh, shit. It's funny because we're in a cancel culture society. So, of course, oh. it's like everyone's terrified to say the wrong thing. We're in a what society? Cancel culture. Oh. Yeah, cancel culture. Basically, it's just the audience now has the ability to ruin a celebrity's life by prying into their past or whatever they're saying in the present and then making it politically incorrect. And even Dave Chappelle is like, I don't think I did anything wrong, but. We'll see, you know, <laughs> yeah, it no, just comes would... out, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like with Bill Cosby, right? I mean, don't get me wrong, that dude, he definitely did all that. Or, or Kelly, uh, you know, was like incriminating himself by constantly having sex with minors. These are obviously examples <laughs> of people that deserve to be, you know, punished. But uh, then there's uh, that uh, Kazim guy, I, or maybe I don't have his name right. It's he's like that uh, Indian comedian that was in the um, um, Aziz. community. And, Aziz, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he apparently got into so much crap just because yeah. of a bad date. Yeah, he had
2: a bad date. Yeah, he tried. He like tried to. I don't even know what. He happened, didn't even he, do that though. He, like he they, went they went made it and...
1: seem like he was trying to like sexually assault her, but really it was just you know a bad date that yeah, they, wasn't. They weren't on the same wavelength, and yeah, they she – just date and she... complained about it, and everybody turned it into kind of like a mob. You know, yeah. uh, get your pitchforks. Yeah, we gotta get them. You know, yeah. string them up, type of deal.
2: And, and uh, that's right, yeah, because that's one of the that's one of the bits that Bill Burr has. Is he talks about how like there's no due process. Like as soon yeah. he, he talks <laughs> specifically about women, he's like, as soon as a woman says something, it's like we must believe her. We yeah. must believe her. He's like, what? All of them? Like, <laughs> yeah. All of them?
1: <laughs> no one makes things up. Like, Star Wars. Someone made that yeah, up.
2: Yeah, yeah, You ever see Star so Wars? Someone, yeah, someone made, made that, that up. Oh, that's <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, yeah the, man, you do have to have whoa. a due process. You gotta t- cross-check and and
1: not react.
0: We were in a very reactive society as well.
1: Yeah, it's more about like let's not look at the facts. Let's look at how we feel. Yes. And then let's act. I on feel that. justified now, and I'm feeling kind of good. I, and feel, so I, I feel offended by your joke. It's like yeah, jokes are offensive. If you think of any joke that's ever existed, there's always someone that's at the butt of the joke. Always. That's what makes jokes kind of funny. So that means one person doesn't find it funny, but everyone else does. Yeah, but like the like, chicken.
2: Say what? Like the chicken cross the road?
1: Yeah, chicken. Yeah, that was, a, that was <laughs> such a dad joke. I know, right? Like the
2: chicken. <laughs> it was so, <laughs> I it just was so dad. I just wanted to see what it, was it, was it would do. <laughs> you know,
1: like, hey. The chicken. <laughs> stop Stop offending chickens. <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 you're appropriating chicken. <laughs> <but> you're appropriating <laughs> chicken culture.
2: Yeah. yeah, I think we're right on the cusp of like we I don't know about you guys, but I think a lot of that stuff is so weird. Like can like this idea of canceling and whatnot, because I was just always of the uh, belief that if I don't like something, I just don't participate. In yeah, anything. you don't engage just with just go, that. Oh content. yeah, like okay, people think that way. I can't
0: control a, how they think, and that's how it's gonna go. So I'll just hang out with these guys, right? Yeah, there. There's a. Uh, I feel the solution to that is complete. Um, I, I want to make sure I set this up. That I am anybody is willing to say what needs to be said in a transparent, like if we're always putting the truth down Mm -hmm. and we're mindful of that, that's just how it needs to go. These types of things fizzle out. Oh, totally. There's power there on that other side. It will. If it is true, if it's still another bullshit story. Well, if it's just because it's the way that you want it to go rather than, you know. If you start trying to
1: manipulate the direction. Yeah. but that's what happens ultimately yes. oh wait, so they're gonna manipulate it cause like in that Bill Burt you know Paper Tigers catch he's like yeah, I think we got them all you know like it was good me too was good but I think we got them all and now it's just like you see the new stories and it's just like bad dates bad date experiences less yeah, of like yeah, yeah. Harvey Weinstein like basically raping celebrities in order yeah, to like, get them out work. plants to shit. yeah yeah <laughs> dude I, I don't even know half the shit you guys are talking about dude you gotta get into this this is like the world around this you.
0: sounds like um Celebrity, like well, TMZ they,
1: shit. It is, but they it, well, it no, has but, an impact, right? Because like the Me Too movement was a big deal for women because it was identifying a lot of like crazy predatory habits that a lot yeah, of men were true. having. It like happened. there was even stories of guys running down the hallway. I think Bill Burr was commenting on it. Yeah. He said he was just like there was like a woman that was like trapped in an office and this guy was like running after her while like masturbating. Like well, no, naked. he's talking about Harvey Weinstein. That was Har- him doing it. Harvey that?
2: Weinstein corner he. I think he did. One of the things he did, I think, was like he blocked a doorway or some shit, and he like jerked off into a plant <laughs> I
0: mean, in front like of somebody, in front of a, like, like forcing he, them to he,
2: watch. He, he allegedly he raped like thirty celebrity women. Like he's Jesus like this Christ. guy's a monster because he's like the he apparently he apparently was the guy who could be like yeah this guy he's done like yeah no, get no role roles in thing. So like you're the power tra- consumed yeah, him. You're trying to. Get on a movie, and, and he's like, Oh, yeah, no, we'll definitely make you the number two. <laughs> if you do a number She's two. like, Sorry? <laughs> he's like, No. She's like, uh, Yeah, mm, mm, like that, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, Or no. And so now that's what these women all came out and were like, Yeah, this motherfucker.
1: Wow. And right? they didn't and have so much of a chance to speak out because, like, everybody like, knew, but no one did anything. Yeah, that's yeah. the crazy thing. So it, like, it just, yeah. like, the it dam it broke, basically. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it all it's came been out. Decades. But so then what? There, what there, happened? There, there were that guys. guy's like basically out of the industry. Like, dude, so it, was, it, was, it was mob and... And rule at that point. You know, they came out with their pitchforks and tiki torches and.
2: I've heard women uh, on on podcasts and stuff like that after this all happened. They're like, "Oh yeah, no, I remember being at, sto- at at parties and stuff." And they were like, "Make sure you don't go like, don't go anywhere with Harvey like on your own. Don't don't do that." <laughs> like that was like people yeah. knew about like even uh, Kevin Spacey like apparently Kevin people Spacey knew about basically him. always even like... Cosby people knew like that he was like yeah
0: giving quaaludes to women right it's fucking crazy man
2: but but, but now but that's
0: that's now where the truth revealed itself like that those things happened and to to your point about the the reaction of um, this type of movement now where somebody could say something about someone if it's bullshit Mm -hmm. it won't go anywhere because eventually well, and here's here's the thing that I I believe it, why it won't go there because what's his name the guy that you're talking about
1: well it's Bill Burr no no the no, guy Harvey who Weinstein. no 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 no
0: um, <laughs> way off the, the the guy who who
1: just fell into it it didn't oh, actually happen disease disease um but that's but the thing it turned into kind of, kind of a witch hunt for that yeah guy. no he was in Got trouble for a lot a while. of exposure it was
2: same it, thing with uh, Stephen Hart um, Ke- Ke- or Kevin, Kevin Hart <laughs> and the problem with it is, is a lot of times then
1: the damage is done. Now their career has been affected. Right, it's kind of
2: like getting accused. There's been, there's but how
1: how? So describe Aziz for me. What well, do you know about him? Uh, other than the fact that he's a comedian, not much. But uh, I give I better a better example might be Kevin Hart because you know of him. I do know, and Kevin Hart. he's one of the most famous comedians like yeah. a, of all time right now, uh, and he apparently was invited to host the Oscars, uh, but then I guess well, I he had the job. He had the job he was but hosting the Oscars. But a long time ago, he made some tweets that were like homophobic. And, and they weren't night, really. 2009,
2: 2010, something like that. Yeah, and they
1: were more like a joke, well, but they it was were just jokes. a distasteful joke. That he, he said. He okay, said, this is perfect though. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. what I Because mean.
0: it's the thing that burned him later.
1: It burned yeah. him big time later. But
0: if we are, uh, if we are truthful and, and we, we've got the, the, the. Our values are in the right spot and we're mindful of the things that we said, like you said earlier, and don't say stupid shit like that.
1: But, then, comedian, no, but he's a man. comedian. You're a comedian. He's, you're supposed said, to say he said stuff his, like that. He said if
0: he found out one of his sons
2: were gay, he would disown them. No, he said he would smash a dollhouse uh, over their head. Oh, yeah, 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 Which yeah, is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, no which is ridiculous. Do yeah. The dollhouse, okay. get it? Like, uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, So tell me, what are some of the raciest things that Bill Burr said? Oh, my oh, God. Dude. How do you Give even me, go there? He, he has, has a whole bit <laughs> on his last, not his last, one. one of his specials. What's the difference between Kevin Hart and Bill Burr, then?
2: No, no, in people, that, but that's in that dynamic, people roast him too. Yeah, they're right? always like if, they're always like if Bill, put it this way: Bill Burr would never, will never host the Oscars. That's <laughs> 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 never gonna happen. But even even he's being it, truthful to himself. Absolutely, he's even not he trying is. to
0: show up a certain way inside of an environment that's actually not. But, it's not a fit but here. But you're
2: talking about you're talking. Well, yeah, that's true. But you're. That's true, yeah. But they're the ones who wanted to hire Kevin Hart. I mean, he's been a, he's used to be on. Right, TV but then Kevin Hart
0: like, gets to say, you know what? You guys aren't actually for me because I know the types of things that tend to happen he, here. He stood in that. Yeah. Well, may, no,
2: he was going to go do the job because it's always been a dream of his. But when they told him, yeah, you have to apologize, he's like, no, I'm not going to do it. But he he's still like, did it. He did it for six weeks after. He, he went did, to every talk show, yeah, and, and I know. News show and to, apologized. And apologized that's what, because well, it was okay, affecting that's his good. career.
1: And uh, and where's he at now? Oh, he's still one of the most famous comedians. The point is, it's like. You can't really. Comedians are gonna say shit that's not true. I get that. I get the it.
0: extreme of, of of comics,
1: but then uh,
0: Kevin Hart was truthful, likely about his apology.
1: Like, yeah, it, it, I, it I think it was more like sorry for making a joke. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like wow. kinda and if ridiculous. it is.
0: Th- well, but here's the thing. When you get called out, you get to be humble and accept the, the reaction that that happened, like that it created. But it, 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 it was, it, you get to own it.
1: It was a disproportionate reaction. Because but it, that's it,
0: the thing now with society. we got a disproportionate yeah. reaction. But here's the, this is the thing that I'm pointing towards. If you are bold and truthful and willing to say the thing that you know makes a difference or
1: not, it will change the tide of it. And that's kind of why Dave Chappelle and Bill Burr are getting like so much heat and exposure, but they're like sort of standing on a platform like saying, I'm gonna say everything that you people don't want me to say because I see no reason why I shouldn't because it's kind of funny. And if you watch the stand ups, there are offensive things that they say, but what they've done is they've made it funny. So there's a way in which they did it where mm-hmm. you can appreciate the yeah. the
0: irony and the ridiculousness, mm-hmm. but we are not segregating the, and isolating the, and they're, they're making, making fun. fun person. They're making
2: yeah. fun of the people who who punish you extremely for doing something minor, and they're actually making fun of the people who actually think this way. Right. Like, if you're
1: racist or whatever, they're making fun of the racist You're being person. completely... Not exactly. The not on race. their side. Okay, yeah. that's great. because they are also it, kind of making fun of the other celebrities that just kind of went spineless and just, oh, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. oh, yeah. Yeah. you're not allowed totally. to joke about that. Like, they're totally. making fun of everybody. So they're they're putting on it on it it. the table. Yeah. Bill Burstman The reality either, of what's going on. Either all comedy is okay or none of it you can't like you can't say that you can't joke well and it's it's... freedom
0: of speech and this whole thing and it's awesome though but it it really points to it when you're trying to hide shit and and deny things and you don't step up you don't own it uh man it'll eat you alive and and leave you to die
3: yeah
0: it's ruined some people's careers
1: as a result yeah and it's so it should because you're a dumbass called them the alphabet people like, I don't want to invoke their rage. of The alphabet people. Yeah, Dave probably <laughs> a whole. Dave yeah, he has a whole bit about. We well, you know the LGBTQ, people? right? And he had his whole bit about them being like in a car. It's like you got, you guys can understand. This isn't like one whole movement. It's like a bunch of separate movements, but they're all in the same car together, <laughs> and none of them really get along. It, oh, it's just brilliant. It's brilliant, and to see like that'd be an interesting video skit. It was, yeah. And, and especially with his mannerisms. And you know how Dave Chappelle. But is, to
0: actually have the scene of all of them in a car. I wish mean, he still did
1: Dave Chappelle, shows, that, would that would be Chappelle that. show. That Chappelle show, yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, and. and uh, he's like,
2: y'all know who's driving the bus, right? It's the whites.
1: <laughs> Don't worry. We've been on these <laughs> no, roads before. No, no, he in goes, fact, we made these roads.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. He goes, he goes, you know who's driving the bus, right? It's the G's. <laughs> yeah. Particularly the whites. The white G's. <laughs> the white yeah. G's. Oh, man.
3: Watch this. Oh, I we'll will. I watch will. Totally. He's way better. The, than the
1: Michael Jackson one was particularly hilarious, even though it hit some buttons, obviously for a lot of people. It's like it's Michael Jackson. I mean, even if he did do it, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> of course, he delivers it better. Oh yeah. Well, wow, that's his. That's his thing. Oh that's what my,
1: he does. But yeah. the favorite thing I enjoyed so about great. it was the reaction of like obviously the, the extreme left liberals and you know it's just a few people trying to convince everybody that we all think this way. And if you go on something like Rotten Tomatoes and you'd see the reviews on the Dave Chappelle uh, Sticks and Stones comedy, it was like first it was 0% yeah, it was zero. and then it went to like 22 24%, but that's still like super low. And then you look at the audience score, which is basically the majority of anyone watching it, and it was at an unprecedented 99%. So you see this huge disparity in opinion and it's just like, is this just a group of people that are trying to tell the rest of us what's okay and that yes, you know, we shouldn't find that funny? It's insane. So you're kind of seeing it revealed for what it really but is.
0: But this is the opportunity. You get to
1: yeah, say. No,
0: 100%, 100%. You get to say. And so in disrupting the cultural stigmas and, and expectations and the way it's always been and no, you never had a choice in it, now people get to say, no, no, this is, this is why and this is what I'm going to do and this is why I'm going to do it. It's not just another reaction to it. It's justified. And, have a think about that or yeah. not. That's not my deal. That's your thing. I
1: mean, you know what happens to people when you tell them they can't do something. Most people don't like that. <laughs> they, re- they, they will do literally the thing that you just told them not to do. If only that were the case. Most of the time, people don't do fuck all. Well, come on, man. Like, think about it. They don't. What about pirating?
0: Well, no, you pirating. Yeah, but I, I don't know what it's. That was
1: such so an illegal thing in like the, like, the late 90s well, and the so, early 2000s. So, like, here, here's the thing. I don't even know what the fuck that means. Like, in, like downloading videos, but oh, boring. pirating, okay, pirating, yeah. digital. Harr, got it. Yeah. Arr, matey. Arr, me matey, I yeah. steal your videos. Oh, okay, yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Like Napster came out and everybody was downloading all the Metallic yeah, songs and they were losing it. All those lawsuits yeah, came yeah. out. That didn't stop anybody. it
0: disrupted the whole industry actually. It changed, it changed yeah. the way, fundamentally. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, but that didn't stop people from doing it to this day. There's still people doing it. They turned Pirate Bay into essentially a honeypot, which is a fancy way of saying it's controlled by the government and they're logging anybody that goes on it to download like media. Uh, and they tried putting together class action lawsuits to try to sue like groups of thousands of people. And to this day, it has not slowed down even a little bit because when you tell people that you know, you're know you not allowed to do certain things, that they can still do Well, especially the, the
0: people that, that started that movement. They're very spiteful people. Oh, yeah. They don't like uh, that. Fuck you! I'll no, yeah, do it anyway. It hasn't looked like you really then, stopped me though. But then that to that point, so um, yeah, I get it. It was a popular thing, and then all of these platforms that just made the media that you want so easily accessible. We'll talk about music, Spotify.
1: Oh yeah, it's they have just to change, man. Yeah,
0: it, they force them to change. Like if we want to keep relevant in this this moving target of a of an in, of a marketplace, then we need to adapt to it. And uh, Spotify is the only place that I go to now. And any
1: song that I need is right there. What What are you smirking no, about? No, it's just insane. I think about Spotify now, and I'm just like, holy shit! Like, they even like have an algorithm where they're guessing songs that I would like, and then they're right most of the time. Dude, so I'm I like... had a
0: song come up. It was like a German techno song. I don't know where the fuck it came <laughs> from, and, <laughs> and it was on my my was. Playing it right, and it might have been connected to when mom and dad were here, and there were some German songs that they wanted us <laughs> to hear. Folk music, no, <laughs> it, was, it was weird. Like it. I, I can't even remember what it was. And then, and then this song that I hadn't heard in like 20 years, it's not a very good song, but, but, but hey, nostalgic. it was nostalgic. It's nostalgic, right? it was
1: yeah, that was surprising. Dude, did you send me that song because it might be one of the old nostalgic songs I'm looking for. That's the thing with Spotify, is you can play, like music from your childhood. You're All like, right, wow, cool. this is so All easy. I'll, I'll go check out Spotify again, man. And yeah. I also, I, also, anything is there yeah. yeah hell our podcast is there i, I hey, also huh, plug. Shout out to Spotify. Uh-huh. I, I also just like man like the, the world we live in today like this constant non-stop feeding of pleasure like i can <laughs> honest i get tired of my music now and it's like i need something new and fresh and exciting and i don't have to look for it anymore before it was like this whole journey mm. You had to go to like that's the music I remember store. that You know, you're looking, you're demoing CDs or or vinyl records, depending on your age. Or cassette tapes. Or cassette tapes. And uh, that was part of the process that was kind of exciting. And then you'd end up buying one. And that would be this music you'd listen to for like the next three or four months. But now Spotify, it's like the minute you need like something new and fresh, it's like a click away. Or you, you hear you hear an ad or you, you see that
2: whatever on YouTube or something like yeah. that. Then you can immediately go get, oh, that song's awesome. You can go get it right you away. You see with right music,
3: away. the one thing that's missing for me with music with Spotify, and I do use Spotify, is I yeah, like I I <laughs> buying, like you pointed out one time, David pointed out to me, having something tangible. Mm. I like It does miss that. that. And what I always, as a music guy, what I always like doing was flipping over while I'm listening and seeing who produced, who engineered, who... Who, like all the people in the background that put this together you and would then you do would, that of course and then you would mr see, engineer guy all of a sudden there's music that you listen to and you're like oh i like this and i like this and i like this and you start bridging the gap that oh it's because it's the same group of people huh. that are yeah. putting it together in the background but now on spotify it's just you have the song you, you don't also have, have the it. internet which is basically you can, the, you've got, the you can but most but it's not in one present,
0: package yeah. yeah it's not tight, right tightly presented it's
1: not the experience that you. It, it,
0: it's it, not the
3: experience, it, yes. Progress comes at a cost.
0: It's got to let go of something well, in order to, to fill it with interesting
3: something thing else. Is, yeah, attention span. The interesting <laughs> thing with Spotify is that the artists don't get paid.
1: They do. They get paid by how many people are listening But it's to. very minimal. But it's mi- it's
3: yeah. so, so Spotify is more like an advertising it's platform. It's uh, unintended
2: consequences is a thing. But hold on a second here. Let's talk about that real quick. Because I, I never thought about this until the other day with, uh, you know, uh, you know, I follow fighters and stuff like that on Instagram. And this one fighter, this girl, Paige Van Sant, she came out and said, I get paid more for my Instagram following than I do in my UFC fights. What? Right? No, but check this <laughs> out. Insane. Think about that. So think about that. The thing that I, I don't really have heard, I haven't really heard people talk about this. So a lot of these celebrities who aren't getting the same record sales they used to get, so they have to go on tour and whatnot, go check out the, the number one pop star's Instagram following. She's she, they're making money in other places, oh, yeah, yeah, totally right Smith. that they never used to make money in, yeah. and you know what I mean? He's on YouTube, he's on and
1: YouTube and Instagram, just making his own videos, yeah, so. right? So it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's so, it's so really weird to see because, like, you always look at those platforms, and it's like, for the common person, you know, the common man makes some sort of home video and puts it online for people's, like, you know, entertainment, but now you got celebrities, dude. But
2: I that's mean. just it, it almost went the other way around,
1: like, these people who are already celebrities saw
2: over here, like, Dave and Vern have like six million followers, they're like, wait a minute. I already have mind? 30 million fans. How quick can I get a following? Let me yeah. make a video. Yeah. Hey, everybody, I'm on the so, movie. And then I was yeah. like, bam, 150 million followers. I'm like, damn, I'm not even making movies anymore. I'm just <laughs> going <laughs> to do this. <that."> yeah, yeah <laughs> right? Dude, like, that's, it's crazy. It's a crazy man. world, man.
0: That's the power of it, right? If, if treated for good, and, and it's subjective, obviously, but man, you can make a difference. Do you know what? My wife told me the other day, she's like, Ashton Kutcher,
2: like, actually legit. This sounds crazy. He probably has like a specific phone he uses, or maybe he only responds to certain ones. He actually put his phone number on his Instagram. He's like, Yeah, you know, it's how I prefer to chat with my fans. So hit me up, shoot me a text. Really? Says, yeah, phone dude. must be going off. All yes, the and then time. somebody was commenting and <laughs> being like, Yeah, no, like. I don't know if it's like you can't tell if it's actually him, but he says
1: that it could be a bot too, right? Just a voice algorithm. That's just a robot sounding like yeah. Who the hell knows? He
2: has shares in Google or whatever. Oh my god! (laughs) Let's see how it works. We totally just
0: blew that right out of the water. (laughs) No,
2: no, I'm not taking anything away from him. Maybe that. Maybe he does. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe he spends a certain period of his time just responding to certain ones he finds compelling. That's you know if that's
0: actually the case, if it's real, that's pretty impressive. No, I think that would be awesome.
1: It's impossible. If you got millions of people calling you, how, how do you, you, how do you know all it would be impossible?
0: He's not saying he's talking to all of them. Yeah, he's just know. saying he's talking to them.
1: Mm.
0: He's not saying he's talking to all of them. It's funny how he went there, right? He's talking to all of his fans on his phone. Uh-uh. That's just That's how like, I
1: see phone conversations. It's like, you know, if someone wants your attention, you only have your ability to give your attention to one person at a time. Unless it's some massive group chat where he's just like talking to a thousand Yeah, I mean, people. I don't
0: know how you how, how would do it, how you would manage it.
1: Oh, th- who, who's his wife again? Is
2: it? Uh, um, I mean, I don't know how to say her name. She's from that 70s show. Yeah. It's kind of like,
1: funny. It was like, like it was uh, I can't the two characters remember. they played and that were dating. kind yeah, like, yeah. Like, it's like Amelia Dunst or something. But uh, there was this funny YouTube video that they put up. Because you know those trash articles like Inquirer yeah. or, T- or not TMZ, but the people that make those phony news articles about celebrities. Or even you know those magazines and shit that come out. Ugh. Yeah, and Safeway. The and they had those for forever. Uh, There was one saying that their relationship was in trouble, and then this whole bullcrap article made about it. And he's driving in the car with her, and he's just like, oh, is our marriage in trouble, honey? And they're just, like, going through every bullet point and sort of debunking it in real time. Which, like, there's obviously people that read that trash and think it's real. It's like, oh, "Oh, this is my source of information. I can't believe Queen Elizabeth did that. Oh, my God. (laughs) What a slut. What a slut. But then you got these actual – you got the actual (laughs) actors, like, on a public forum addressing – all these people and just basically showing that it's all lies, yeah. which then has to impact that company's oh, business, I would, right? I would think. That's your phone. Oh no, it's your phone, Mr. Patrick. Just, uh, Mr. just Patrick. press the little stop button. Who is it? Jade. No, nope. don't answer. I don't know how to do this. Oh, there you go.
0: <laughs> just press. <laughs> Is this gonna be an edit
2: for the podcast or what? <laughs> Can
0: Jeez. we uh, oh, my answer. oh
1: my god. Uh, she'll never listen to this shit. Can you um... <laughs> she'll never to this
0: shit. I mean I meant that in a very respectful way. Dude, you're 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 making a very compelling argument. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh god. Let's just do that.
2: Oh, oh my god. She's,
1: she's a traitor. She she's sounds like it.
0: Sounds like a real sweetie. A that wasn't uh, who we were gonna meet yesterday, was it? What was her? No, name? that was Julia.
1: Julia. Yeah. Now, Julia is Julia's. Julia Gulia. Yeah, <laughs> she was. She was talking about just like uh, she does like this trauma therapy for first responders. So like wow. people like police officers, EMS, uh, and you know there's a lot of psychological damage that they go through. I mean, you, you can't tell me that if you go to a a site and there's like a school bus of like decapitated children that wouldn't affect you profoundly on some like uh, primal level, and then carrying that with you, you know, pretending that oh, everything's man. okay. Can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess well, it's, it's, actually, it's about what what her um, his friend is doing supporting. But that's what them. she does, supporting yeah. those people. But through well, things like energy work or stuff like that hasn't really been empirically proven. But there's still some weighted evidence behind it. Oh, and enough yeah. and convincing enough, in fact, that she was even able to get certain city councils and agencies like that on board with oh, it. Oh, wow. that's I amazing. I
2: think people are starting. like This is a whole nother rabbit hole here. So I just wanted to come back because you were t- before the phone rang. You were actually making a point. Do you remember? <laughs> was I made a point? Did I Does say something? Make? I made it a is. point? Anyway. I can't remember, man. Alright, fair enough. It's like uh, last week. <laughs> <laughs> which,
0: which <laughs> where am I?
2: <laughs> How did I get here? Oh, Marijuana.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a bit intense there for a little while. I sort of got I was on a roller coaster ride. Like, you kinda had those
2: like when I first looked over at you, you had like your eyes
0: looked like a bear. Like you're just kinda like
2: soulless looking through everything. Oh, that's, that's you know. lovely.
0: So let's lovely. Jesus. Wow. Maybe i are taking it You must had some journey.
1: traumatizing wilderness experiences in your life. <laughs> oh man. I was, <laughs> I li- still this bear I was listening to meat.
2: uh I was listening to fucking Joe Rogan and he was talking to Bill Burr about, about bears, right? And how I like, think I listened to that one too, yeah. Yeah, he was talking I never I never actually tied this together. He was talking about the difference between uh, an omnivore, is that the word mm-hmm. and, the a, ones and, in a, and a
1: vegetation and animals.
2: No no no, wait. I'm getting I'm mixing it up. Like a predator versus uh Like a gorilla, for example, would eat mostly vegetation, but if given the opportunity to eat meat. No, no, no. I made the wrong reference. What I'm saying is, is the difference between like a bear and a tiger. Okay. You want to get eaten by a tiger, as crazy as that sounds. Because they'll kill you as fast as yes, possible. Yes, because they're a predator. They're a hunter. A bear will bear bear start in your ass. And yeah. Sh- your life. Exactly. He goes, literally, a bear will put oh a paw God. on you and just start ripping chunks out of you. Like they don't care about killing you, right? That's why so it's terrifying. The, yeah, yeah. So the, the I was just thinking about that, that image, and I'm just like, oh, my God. Either one of them sounds horrific, right? But at least what they were talking about getting eaten by a lion, and they're like, you just you just go like this. This is what you do. <laughs> like, Here Show the you. The no, don't fight it. He's just going to rip your skin apart and then rip your throat apart anyway. So, but with
1: a bear. Ugh. Yeah, they, they almost aren't even aware that you're alive. Yeah. Mean, sometimes they'll, they'll only be attacking you because they're afraid. And that that's the gonna soul They else. are going to kill you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Is that then. the
0: soulless reference then? I was it's, just making a. Yeah, but it's he just interesting. Made it
1: scarier than it
0: needed to be. Yeah, yeah man. I'm yeah. petrified of fucking bears now. Bears? No, bears are. Should oh, be. my <laughs> God. Yeah, they are. You know how
1: big and strong that they are? Dude. Like it's absurd. It's absurd how much strength that they have. They we've I've seen videos where they just like swipe at a tree and just like the tree goes sailing. just like splinters in thousands of pieces and goes sailing. And it ain't some skinny little tree. It's like a big ass tree. Really? The amount of strength that they have, they could take your head off with just one swipe. Well, if you're talking about like a yeah,
2: like a, big a grizzly bear. Even black bears, even though they're smaller, they're yeah. like well, there's, there's more black bear attacks than there is grizzly. Attacks. There's still three to five hundred pounds, though. That's crazy. Bears. Imagine like, fighting someone that's three hundred yeah. pounds. Get a, gri- a grizzly, like a big one. They can be up to like twelve hundred, like big, you know, oh, a mature man. male. I can't even imagine. Yeah, and they got skin and <laughs> a hide insane. so thick that you could have like a Bowie knife and it would probably just like bend. Oh yeah, what well, was I saw a meme about that? It was like, uh, oh, what did it say? It was like, it was like, oh, what do you do when you have a knife and a bear attacks you? And then it said, "See if you can set the record for the number, the amount of stab wounds in a bear before you die." <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there was a really funny story I read that
1: there was a guy that was attacked by a bear, and he did manage to kill it with a knife. Really? Yeah, he just managed to hit the right spot on the neck. If you know where to hit, and he managed to kill a sure grizzly it. bear. It wasn't just a little bear, and it wasn't like a sick bear. It was just. And- he you killed were, a bear and you if you had like a katana like a, or something like you'd hope there was off. a bus. of well i like think right? a katana would probably just get wedged in his neck and he'd just get <laughs> super <laughs> pissed off it's oh, not like know, the man. cartoons dave man they're it not should be steel and shit like that if you guys ever remember like the BAMF safety brochures about what to do if a bear starts to attack no. you it's what? the most depressing thing ever <laughs> and it's partly partly partially why i'm like kind of scared of bears but they got these little images too that are like oh, the worst they're like yeah, if you see a bear you know, stand up and just Make yourself look bigger and intimidating and never run because that would trigger its instincts. And if the bear is attacking you and on you – or no, then it says, and if the bear is approaching you, go into the fetal position and and it might just be afraid of you thinking you're a threat. And then If if you're in the fetal position? Yeah. And then if it starts eating you, fight back. (laughs) Fight back with all your might. Show that you're not easy prey. It's like, but he's already eating me and I'm on the ground. There's like any chance I might have had for winning, as slim as it was, is now gone completely. And then they got these little pictures that show the whole thing happening. So they got this one of this dude on his back, and he's like, (laughs) he basically just. How do you create a picture that's
0: appropriate enough and and relays
1: the message? It only relayed a message of hopelessness, (laughs) in my opinion. So Uh, that's why I'm just never going to approach a beer. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because, like,
2: here's the thing I've wrestled with some dudes who've made me feel like a boy, and a bear would rip that person in half. So it's like pinkies. Jesus Christ, man! Like yeah. I was listening to Rogan again, and he was saying about how like even like like people have no you have no context for. Uh, he goes, I, I, he goes, I love uh, the elephants were cool. He was talking about his whole trip to Thailand or whatever. He was like, but he's like, I wouldn't ride. Like <clears throat> he's talking about how the elephant wrapped its trunk around a tree and pulled it out by the
1: root. Yeah, that's crazy. and started dude. eating it. <laughs> it's mm. just like what? Like, I, I was yeah. in Thailand at wow. the Elephant Nature Park there. And uh, they had mostly just like these animals that used to be abused because, like in Thailand, they had rich people and whatnot. Well, no, they're called (laughs) they're called mohuts. (laughs) They're they're definitely rich 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 people. people. Yeah, you're like rich rich (laughs) people. No, no, for pets and shit, right? Well, they're mohuts actually, and what they do is they like take them when they're babies and then beat them within an inch of their life, and then bring them back to health, like nurse them back to health. And what this does is it creates a psychological, you know, type of relationship between. The trainer and the elephant, oh, or the elephant now master is, is confused into thinking, oh, this this, this being is my master taking care of me, even though he was responsible for, you know, stealing you from your parents and then beating you within an inch of your life, uh, and then they do all these really abusive She's things, crazy. like chain them or have these things around their neck that to are basically barbed bar. wire. Yeah, and then they'll do things like if they're disobedient, they'll like they'll gouge their eyes out. Like it's insane the type of abuse that these like super smart and huge animals will endure. God so this damn. nature park was basically a reservation for all these rescue elephants to just kind of live and do their thing. Um, and there was one that was there. It was an older one. It was a matriarch. But she was kind of blind in both of her eyes. And, like, I guess she had, like, these knee problems in her back leg. And anyway, the point of the story is we're feeding these elephants, and they eat, like, whole watermelons. You just can't. It's like a watermelon. <laughs> and they take it, and it was like, ah, They just bite into it, and it splinters everywhere. But uh, I wasn't really paying attention to the instructions because I was like just so. (laughs) That's so unlike you. I know. You know, I'm usually really honest. But but that day I was not. And uh, what happened was, as I'm holding this fruit in my hand. The elephant wraps its trunk around my hand and starts pulling me into its mouth. And I, you know, that feeling you try to pull your hand out of something. The panic sets in. It was not moving at all. Like it was just literally like if my hand had been like put into a wall of concrete and I tried pulling it out after it's cured and everything. (sighs) But the insane thing was like after a few seconds of this terrifying experience, uh, the elephant—I don't know—it like I don't know if it saw me, but I did see its eyes. And if you've ever seen an elephant's eyes, they're weird because you know how we have whites in our eyes; theirs are, are all black. They're all black, so it's kind of creepy. But I saw its like eyes open, and it was like, and then just let me go. That's awesome. it, it was aware that it was like it had my hand and not just the fruit, and I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because that was that Man, was kind of scary. That's insane. Yeah. Wow. And, and then they walk towards you, right? Because they, you just walk out there in the open field with them, and they uh, walk towards you, and and it's terrifying because they'll walk <laughs> around you, and it will be like, and they start getting, they start getting in there, and you know, you, you could get wedged by these things, and they just smush you. Oh yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, what an experience. Insane. Holy shit, it was pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah. Y-
0: you were out there for
1: sixty days, yeah? Uh, on that park, I was only there for three days. No, but, I mean, uh, but in, but in India. Thailand, in Thailand. Oh, sorry, there. that was that was Thailand. Yeah, yeah, India. I didn't see any elephants. I saw lots of cows
0: though. Was there camels? In India? I don't know. Is there camels in India? No. I feel like that was a That's stupid thing to say.
1: Is there any camels? <laughs> yeah,
0: maybe I'm totally mixing things yeah. up. It's all yeah. good. Yeah.
1: Their cows are weird, too. They don't look like our cows. First of all, they treat their cows eerily well. They're like gods on them. I saw a cow walking through. They treat as pets. Yeah. Well, but pets that have free range to do whatever they want. It's like your friend that has a totally misbehaved dog and it just jumps on people and they're like, ah, oh, isn't he cute? You know, and they don't respect any boundaries. Jesus. There was cows, massive cows just walking into grocery stores and just like grabbed a bag of chips and walked out of there. And the, the, the clerk is like, hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can't stop him or
2: something. It was insane. Yeah, wow. I will not get
1: into that, though. we're really
0: off topic, I think. Uh, there hasn't been a topic. There hasn't been like yeah, a topic. from all over the place yeah. here. We were, about we were just doing an ad lib type.
2: Yeah, like we, yeah, dude.
0: We just need to chill.
1: I'm not, I'm not. Not be dude. so
0: intentional. And,
1: yeah. Well, let me tell you about India, then, boys. Because India, I don't know if
3: you've yeah. ever planning on going yeah. Where What we have for time? We're Hard technically at about 58, but we probably started, I don't know, 15 in, 10, what, 15 in. What about so? actual time? So I would probably say... No, I mean, like, what's the time? Oh, what's the actual <laughs> time? <laughs> well, I'm going to do some science. There we go.
0: Quarter after 10. Quarter after 10, yeah. I say we we gab on for maybe another half hour. We're not going to do any edit today anyways, because I got my kid's birthday. Uh, so and we gab are on. How now? Like, eight? Eight. Eight years. This is where we need to like cue the applause music. Yeah. we need One of those guys that does sound effects and shit. Dude, I have like, I have
1: an entire directory of sound effects of like something crazy, like 900 sound effects clips, but they're free ones. So they're really cheesy. Like be one (laughs) dude. How how would that
0: work?
3: How does that work? Speaking? I know I'm kind of off a little bit, but still saying, but speaking of sound effects, it was really cool. I went to studio bell here this Mm. past week. First time I haven't been and they have a room. And I can't remember what the name of this device was back in the 1920s when they had uh, uh, soundless movies. Uh, they had a guy, basically, a, or it's like an organ with all the switches and, and poles and everything. And then there's a whole room of all different pipes, drums, uh, glockenspiel, everything. And this guy <laughs> okay, would sit sure. there and he'd go, what, I would, what, what they would do in the 1920s is a movie would be there. You wouldn't have any time with it. You'd have just notes so scene one is about this long and play something whimsical and, and play something whimsical. that's you know huh. that's what it's so they, they sit there and they would make it up as they go but pulling different levers making different sound effects different you'd things. have
0: to know mm-hmm. that machine so intimately you just have to know what whimsical sounds like cause I have no <laughs> idea. Yeah. Touche, man. Touche. <laughs> yeah, you know I
3: don't even know. So one <laughs> that, that was movie a bit whimsical. So one movie would be different than the next, then, right? Because uh, depends on who's it playing. The, that's that's kind of how musical. it went, though. Right? It was like these. Yeah, I remember. And back that. in 1920, they said this was sold for ten thousand dollars in 1920. So it would it be Jesus. worth now? And it only lasted a few years because, like, I think they said five or six years later. Sound and film came out, Hmm. so they just they spent all this
1: money on this thing, and they just Like a lot of it,
3: just got turfed. So the one that's at the Studio Bell came out of a a theater in in Washington State was purchased by someone, fixed it up, and then it got sold to someone else who was practicing their organ, fitted in their house in their garage, like cut out their walls so they could hear, you know, everything. And then it got donated to Studio Bell, but just different techno. Like you look Hmm. at it today, going now it's just like. Movie theater's the guy he sets everything up and everything here you go, it's done.
1: And he watches the movie. Can I comment on the fact that it's kind of like we allowed to swear on this podcast? Yes. It's fucked that somebody was able to figure out a sound that you don't normally hear in nature that elicits an emotion from a human being. Okay? Because when you watch these horror movies and they have that like eerie oh, music the, in the background. I hate that shit. Where did the shit did that come from? When actual things are scaring me, like I'm in the woods or like walking alone at night, I'm not hearing in the background like <laughs> And I'm like, no, that stuff's happening. So, but I'm still feeling terror. But now I'm watching a horror movie, and some guy just has this weird sound in the back, and it's just making what it about worse. The,
2: what about the Jason fucking? Ch- ch- yeah. Like, yeah. What the fuck is
3: that? Who thought of this? Where's that guy <laughs> <laughs> like, like See, here's one, think this is scary. here's one for you to try. Here's one for you to try next time. Watch Jaws and turn the volume off or mute it. You're basically watching Shark Week. <laughs> it's <not> that scary. <laughs> but it's it's that dude. Dude, it creates yeah, anticipation, yeah, yeah, anxiety. Yeah. What's yeah, going to yeah. happen? Something's going to happen?
0: Boom. It's amazing what yeah. sound does to
2: us. Yeah, yeah, yeah There was yeah, even yeah.
1: one. I remember I was with my friend in the movie theater, and you know how you're, like, kind of outside the movie theater, maybe the movie's over, or you're about to go into yours, but there's other movies that are playing, and there was one movie that was playing that just had, like, this music yeah, that was yeah. in the background, and it was, like, it just kept building, and it kept repeating itself, and it was just, like, intriguing. It, w- it, it elicited a feeling of, like, curiosity, but, like, sort of, like, um... A foreboding oh. curiosity. I was like, what is this? What is this? It was like this, I have to know. But I don't want to know. I don't one. want to go know. Yeah. And then my other friend came on. She's like, what's that music? <laughs> well, I have to know? It's almost like this universal Did you go song. check it out? No. It was, oh. it was some movie. I don't remember what movie it was. But it was just like, it <laughs> wasn't our good. movie. I so. feel like
2: where this conversation's going,
1: we should get more high. <laughs> I haven't gotten high at all. That's bullshit. I just got some creamless coffee. You were, uh, cream- you were late. You don't smoke inside your house, do you? Yeah, we do. You don't. (laughs) (laughs) Wakefield doesn't. Yeah, he actually contacted me. Oh, my God. That guy, like, oh, yeah, for what? Just to, like, say hi, what's up? He hasn't contacted us. I know. i got to text that number That was a while ago, to be fair. To be fair.
0: I don't have my tools.
1: uh, I got a guy that's running a production company in Calgary. He's just like, I don't know what the deal is, but he runs a parkour gym there slash gymnasium. He took all of his money and he invested it in this production company where he wants to make action videos and stuff. I have no idea what the markup on that is. I can't imagine it's very much. Um, But obviously that's my jam. That's what I want to be involved in. And he just sent me a message. I think he was one of the other guys that called me uh, and interrupted the podcast. So I'm excited to see where that goes. Totally, man. More work. Awesome. Yeah,
2: dude. Yeah, we were saying, or or uh, David was telling me, I didn't realize you made all your own videos.
1: So they're like, they're pretty. I I try, man, but it's like I ain't good at it, and it's all cell phone footage. But there's some people that make videos for me, and then you can see the difference in production quality. Well, yeah, it's of nice.
2: course, but let's not go there. We don't. I don't have to have a conversation with you about uh. you not being good at it <laughs> compared to what
1: I'm lousy. Right? Like, I, you're, not, you're
2: not fucking making a Stallone movie, bro. I'm trying you're to make a Stallone no, movie. No, I get that. But you're on a cell phone, and you're putting a video <laughs> together that's compelling enough to have somebody watch it.
1: The funny thing was right? when I made one of these videos, we were in India, in the amusement park where we had the stunt contract. And these guys it's – like, it's like no one's in charge in India. That's the craziest thing. It's like no <laughs> one is in charge. So things just happen randomly, and no one seems to be able to do anything about it. And whenever we would try to film – one of the guys had this brilliant idea. I was like, we should film at nighttime because when we film at nighttime, it's quiet. There's, no, there's nobody there because because you're white, you're instantly a celebrity. So you can't do anything there without drawing a crowd. Even if you're just standing there minding your own business, you're drawing a crowd of people, especially if you're in southern India where there's not a lot of tourism. So in an amusement park that's always busy, it's nuts. Like th- and, and now we're going to do stunt fighting and acrobatics. Like You draw a huge crowd. And the people coming over there—they're they're coming over to you right when you're in the middle of filming, just because they want to shake your hand and, and take an autograph. There's no common sense. An autograph. Right. Yeah, like you could be right in the middle of something and they just come running in there and be like, <laughs> like they just they, want your attention. Do they think because like—is
2: it because you're different, or is it because you're white and they, th- they automatically think you're a celebrity? I, I think it's both. I think
1: it's because I'm doing something that they've never seen before, and I'm a white person, and they probably just got this narrative there that white people are wealthy and successful and you know unicorns and speaking huh. So the amount of because we would should have this, gone in with a horn. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. wishes. Yeah, and like they do I, I, I had I had people <laughs> handing me like naked babies. I had people like babies. Yeah, I'd be there at the end of her show. We would go on the sidelines and just shake people's hands. And then people would just give me babies, but they had no clothes on. They You're were like naked babies. Uh, <laughs> so I'm holding a naked baby. I'm like, What's who going on? this baby? <laughs> <laughs> And I don't even know whose baby it is. It's just like oh a my... hand with a child, yeah. and they handed it to me. And... You're like looking down, like what? It was so nuts. And they would do this thing where they basically like they kiss their mouth, but then they touch your face. It was such. Um, so and that was every single day. Did you not? You should have said to them, "Have you guys not heard of the Me Too movement? What the fuck is going on around here?" <laughs> Most of them didn't speak English, so they're like just <laughs> no, nodding. Just and when they nod, they do this. So I never like I would take a photo with them, and I'm like, "Did you like it?" And they're like, "So i like, I felt like everyone was like unsatisfied with the <laughs> images that they got." But that's how they say yes. It took
3: me a while. I have someone I work with that does that, and I never understood it. That's and how then they, they say. I was told yeah. That's how they. Yeah, they kind of do that. that's that's they bobble, like they bobble their head back and forth. Yep. And it, huh. it gets you dizzy after a while if you're trying to fall a <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's did <laughs> like you, it you like it
0: <laughs> Tell us about the uh, the play that you enacted the the theater performance that you enacted oh what what was it yeah, you ever predict- watched
1: Prince of Persia Sands of time like the actual movie I mean I don't remember much of it. it's literally that I've ripped been, it off so what probably. It's, I didn't even know. Give us like, a
0: general plot.
1: It, it's th- that movie is. Uh, Not the
0: movie of your b- but that's
1: the plot. <laughs> Basically, like you wouldn't you wouldn't remember that movie. It wasn't that amazing. So I'm going into this play, and I'm like, I'm um, I'm um, Kazim. I'm like this a thief, you know, parkour thief, because that's what parkour people do. We're all thieves. We're a burglar. And so they get. They, I'm the first one that goes on the the set, you know, and. Um, I don't know how to do any of this shit. I'm not like a real actor. I'm a stunt guy, so I don't really know what I'm doing. And I come in late to this show, so I have no context. And they throw me into this show after like one day. And I'm like, well, I don't know the choreography. It's like, yeah, you'll figure it out. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. In front of people, it's like the worst time to figure it out. But that's what they do in theaters. It's just like there's so many shows you have to do that, you know, either you're not going to be in the show and it's not going to be that good, are in the show and you make a bunch of dumb mistakes but you learn from them so that the next show you do you don't end up doing that. But that yeah, that's a choice to me. And that's the choice. To and the the one thing I kept screwing up the most was this fucking dance. They had this like Indian dance number and I could not get the beat for the longest time. So I was off on everything. And I was just that one guy, you know, in the corner that's doing own thing. <laughs> that's awesome. Everyone's looking at me was like Was there any video of that? Dude, yes, there's lots of video. <laughs> It's <laughs> the Mirage guys who run the entertainment company who hired me are actually doing another big compilation about it, uh, but I took a lot of video myself. I've just been like dragging my heels to put together kind of like the whole experience, you know what it was like. The story, yeah. The story is based, so. The story so is based. So you're it. a thief, parkour thief. I'm a parkour thief who wields dual axes that he never Beautiful. uses for some reason. That he never uses. <laughs> I never get to use it. In fact, any time I have a weapon, something happens, and then I fight with my bare hands. So I don't even know what the deal is, but. It's like, they never really work that part into the play. But I go on there and it's kind of, I <laughs> do all this pointless shit. Like I'm on top of this building and I like fall down on top of this like table and look around, you know? Cause there's music playing to this as well. And I'm trying to synchronize it. And then there's this like action moment where it's kind of like a beat. And so I do a front flip off the table and then all the people in the background are like, Ooh. <laughs> they've never seen that, I guess, I don't know. And uh, then I call my friend over and she's like the other evil doer and uh, her name is Roxanne, and she's she's this, my friend Lorraine plays her, and she's like a pretty built power lifter, you know? So she's kind of like a super muscular girl. And they've never seen that shit either because normally it's it's a very conservative society, right? So she comes out. The lifting just... weights allowed. Yeah, she's, yeah, lifting weights allowed. <laughs> <laughs> you must remain weak, weak, so <laughs> we may dominate you. <laughs> but she comes out all like muscular and stuff like that, and it's just, we have like kind of a relationship where She's a little higher on the total pool than I am. So she'll like shove my face whenever I do something that, you know, whatever she doesn't like. And there's a sacred stone. And somehow this sacred stone powers this village. And the sacred stone is just – Kind of like Temple of Doom. It's exactly like Temple of Doom, but with Prince of Persia costumes and music and, right it's and like set, assassin's creed on. means Templar of doom exactly <laughs> and, yeah and, and this stone that's so powerful and, and important is like in an unlocked box sitting in the middle of the village excellent <laughs> perfect spot for us. <laughs> <laughs> no, it no, would no ever one think. will ever steal this sacred stone so we steal the stone and then this basically becomes this back and forth bit of like the good guys versus the bad guys and uh the good guys are the two local villagers and one of the guys is played by my friend Kevin who lives in New York and uh, this guy's so funny like he's just you know you meet people that are just naturally funny like the way that they their mannerisms or facial expressions he can do all these different voices uh, so he can become like a totally new person and you're just you don't even know you just like entertain, just watching it happen you're like hey. <laughs> you want to be part of it but you don't really know shape. how <laughs> yeah he was amazing at that stuff and he played uh, the comic relief and he had bits where like He'd just be a goof and he'd walk into like a pail and he's like, and he'd drop everything he's holding and launch the pail up into the air. And he would nail it every time because he was just funny. He just had a funny presence. These people have never seen like the Three Stooges, so he's just
2: ripping off shit from the sink. Totally. <laughs> no,
1: ripped anything he could rip off, we ripped off. This was not an original play with That's a awesome. lot of thought put into it. it. It was very basic. That's awesome. And it, so it surprised me. And you how did that
0: every day for 60 days, right? Like not the full sixty days. Not full because I was late. I came in
1: late, but I basically had to work twice as hard to catch up with everybody because everybody had all this. Was time it to do seven
0: it. days that you did that show?
1: Yeah, uh, dude, it was longer, way longer than that. I had to do it five times or four times a day every day, except oh, for the weekends. I had to do it five times, and it was nonstop until I was there until I left. And the weather was like in the morning our first show. Well, the afternoon it was like plus forty out. And I'd like Dude. I'd step out there, and I, I was wearing a whole costume. Like what I'm wearing now is kind of what I was wearing, like a Jeez. sweater and a shirt with like long baggy pants. I'm like, are you kidding me? I gotta go out and I gotta do sword fighting and acrobatics and shit while wearing Were you done this. for like, how many days? Basically, about 24 days. So, and how how long was the play? Each play was about 30 minutes, and and they really wow. they really um gave you the right amount of time. Cause the minute you're out there and the sun's on you, it's like, you have like, sorry, I keep moving this. You have like two minutes before you have no energy left because it just sucks it out of you. And it's also just really humid. So totally. you're sweating, but you're not even really sweating your own sweat. It's just the moisture in the air, which causes you to sweat even more. So you're just, and none of this stuff's wicking off of you. So you're just kind of like.
0: So you're just perpetually you're wet. You're just like this <laughs> giant
1: ball of sweat, right? And it's like, Jesus. you'd see my costume, like before I would go in and then see it after. And it's just like drenched in my sweat. I never touched any water that whole show. In fact, I was rolling around in the sand, so I should be even drier, but I was just, just my color of my costume turned to like a darker blue. What? I go in light blue, and it's like I'm out dark blue. You know, like the whole thing <laughs> is just so... Oh, that's insane. So what, what was the, give me a breakdown of your day. Like what does one day look like? Well, I would wake up in the morning, and it would be, it would be just like, Freezing cold in my room because the air conditioners are all broken. So either they don't work or they just turn on to full volume, you know, full max output. So you're just like, and they don't give you a blanket. They give you like a dinner table cloth. You have like a yeah, like a a dinner table cloth. cloth. Wrapping yourself into something this thick. So I'm just like, I'm like freezing in my room. (laughs) Then I go outside. I'm like, ah, like it's you're going from like such extreme temperatures that it it honestly just takes a toll on your body. It's amazing. Just going freezing cold to super hot. And uh, yeah, I'd wake up and I'd do my stretches and then I would head towards uh, the set location and i always have to walk because they kind of just opened up the doors at this time. Because we go out and, sorry, we get our food first. Uh, it was always like the same food. So it was, that was the other hard thing about working in India. It's like, do you like chicken and rice? Because you're going to eat it every day, two times a day until you leave. And if you complain about it, we'll make it worse. We'll put mint in your rice. <laughs> <laughs> you have minty rice, chicken rice. Wow. It was rough. Every now and then they'd make us better food. like Especially the breakfast was the only time we had good food. They had like made this thing called Bombay toast, which is like their version of pancakes. And then we'd have eggs and they'd make these Paratha you know, grilled cheese sandwiches. In fact, they would make food sometimes that you were like, do you think this is just what a, an American person would want to eat? Because they got Wonder Bread and they put a bunch of weird fruit on it, but then they slathered it in mayonnaise it to us like that's what we would eat we just want fucking mayonnaise and all of our shit fruit's good too there's sugar in there throw fruit mayonnaise white bread here you go and i'm like (laughs) i couldn't even bite it i'm like like, i'm good (laughs) i'm good is this what they think u.s people want and and you
0: uh also it was near the end of your trip you got a little under the weather too. You no, know? oh, okay. that was
1: a terrifying experience. Actually, I <laughs> thought I was gonna die. <laughs> Hold on, before
2: you, before you tell us about how you almost died, finish your day. So oh you, yeah, yeah, you right. Get up, eat breakfast, do your stretches. Okay, all that
1: stuff. do my stretches and, and generally connect with everybody. <laughs> there was a <one> fun guy there <laughs> who we all hated because he was just that guy. I think actually looking back on it, he must have had autism or something. But it was just the dude that like was, would criticize everything you did and just like make you feel like garbage. And was and he like a part of the show? He or? was. He was the main villain. And he was just like the most insufferably—he uh, was not very talented, but he would brag about everything he did. Mm. And he would always. So he's actually the he's perfect villain. He is both in the show and in real life. Huh. So you actually got to do some method acting because you're like, I actually fucking hate this. guy. <laughs> well, I can't hate <laughs> My boss. That's the other thing is like I'm kind of his like evil doer. I'm like, yeah. and the thing is he was also trying to connect with us, but everybody at this point disliked his personality so much. And it's not that he meant to be a dick. He just doesn't He's doesn't just completely know. unaware He's of completely it. He's completely oblivious to See? how dickish he is. And so we're all feeling kind of guilty too because we kind of know that. But like, you give the dude a little inch and it suddenly turns into like full-blown dick mode. Guys. Just a, just a that
2: giant movies. human-sized penis sitting beside you like, wow. <laughs> yeah, this is man. my life for the next 24 days.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was, it was rough.
0: Stop looking at me.
1: So, so yeah, basically, in the end, we are all like, stop looking at us. Like, we just were so tired of this shit that we couldn't deal with it anymore. Because uh, the guy would like...
0: That's an interesting skit, too. A big dick who just doesn't get along with a bunch. Of, tries to, but doesn't get along with it. And, and he's so And
1: he's so sad about it. He's like, why would they like me? Like, he tries to be good, but he really just doesn't realize what that is. Anyways, we would would generally – he'd come out and be like – we would just like, I'll get up and leave. Just do the most passive-aggressive shit ever. Not because I enjoyed it. It's just it was easier than engaging with the guy and having to explain again how he's like being an asshole or being – or what he's saying doesn't make sense or this or that. Wow, that sounds Um, awesome. Yeah, so that wasn't a big part of the day. But then I would go to set, and then I'd have to walk through like – just – it always amazed me. This amusement park was like the Callaway Park. Like you're looking at Callaway Park if it had been run down – Thirty years from now like it's just everything's like not working great you got like equipment that's breaking down things are being held together by string you're like is that safe you know like (laughs) is that supposed to work that way they don't have metal bars sat fastening in it's a leather belt and not like a new one it's like that belt that you used to wear to the meetings that was wearing out and like this is definitely going to (laughs) snap off if i fall out of this thing definitely (laughs) yeah dude it's like the rides are so sketchy wow Um, what kind of rides well, like the, was like, there like, like a Callaway roller coaster? And yeah, they they weren't huge ones. They had like they had like a Ferris wheel that spun, like it spun. It was the weirdest thing, and it would just go so fast. <laughs> so it's this thing that just kicks into high gear and spins, and you're like, you just see the. We didn't. Did, it did at you go time. in them Oh yeah, yeah, I went into a couple you're of. Them. And then and then I, you, you see like it's the middle of the night, so you're seeing like the city behind you just like racing, and I just like took a video where I was just looking at my friend Trevor and he was just saying the most messed up things that came to his head. While he was looking like just stone cold at the camera and behind him is this constant moving like, you know, Flintstone reel of like the city lights and stuff. Wow. It was was fun. That's awesome. Anyways, the point is I wouldn't recommend going on those rides. But everybody was there. They were packed. That place was packed, man. It was so insane. It was like if Callaway Park – it's like if everyone in Calgary wanted to go to Callaway Park all the time. Can you imagine? like The chaos. Yeah, so it was always surprisingly busy every day of the week. So what are you're, so, you're, so you go to the park? It's crazy there. I got to walk through all those people, and they and they want to. Do they and touch you? And they're all just like, "What? Oh my what? god!" god. <laughs> in, in the beginning, it was kind of novel. I'm like, "That's right, stuntman. <laughs> you're <going> <laughs> stuntman. <laughs> to be entertained, everybody." But yeah. after like midway point, I'm like, "Just stop, just stop, <laughs> please," because they will get right in your face and just like. As you well, walk it's by. it's
2: definitely strange that they don't have any. Well, they don't have like huh. this, you know, that social barrier, right? They
0: like just looking right at you.
2: Well, it's right like the same for row. you as if
1: you've seen. I mean, it's not. It's hard to really have any. We're perspective we're on less this.
0: impacted by that because we've experienced many types of people.
2: Yeah, yeah we're maybe, also maybe we're also order.
0: voyeurs here.
1: Yeah, well, we we'll watch. We pay each other to watch we'll them creeping like over
2: food. like like that. Rather than, I wish like I got a picture of that. Being yeah. right in people's faces, and and that's oh, the that thing, is. right? Like,
1: uh, what's what is like a perspective that we could have? Because imagine just a person. It would be like if we saw an indigenous tribesman walking through downtown Calgary. Yeah, he's got like a loincloth and of he's a spear, loincloth the like, spear, and he's got that huh. smile on his face, and you'd be like, what? you'd just be kind of like, what? You know, yeah, it was right. like that. And they would be like, yeah. okay, where's the cameras? Yeah. It <laughs> yeah. where's Ashton? Are they rebooting? punked? <laughs> I'm being right now. Yeah, we would have, and so sometimes you just, even if you were chilling for a few minutes, you'd have people come up to you and want to take your photo and stuff. Wow. And I got so tired of it at the Taj Mahal, which shouldn't really have happened there because there's so many, like, ethnic groups that visit that place. It's a world wonder. I was like, you know what? I want to take your photo. I was just going up to people and be like, I want your photo. Because they would always do it to me first. They'd be like, so before they would do it to me, I would see them coming up to me. I'd be like, sure, sure, sure. Can I have your photo, please? <laughs> just to see Did you. you? Of course. Did they great. understand you? No. They're like, but, like yeah, this is perfect. You know, this is exactly what I wanted. So yeah, you can have my photo. Yeah, it was just because you get tired of it. And you, wanna, you know when something happens to you? So you, you experienced you, what it would be like to be a celebrity, kind of? Kind of. I don't know if I was a celebrity or just an auditor. You know, like, how do you define the difference? Actually, there? that's a better it was description. Yeah, was it wasn't pro-head. like I had a horde of people, like, try and get my autograph and stuff. The people that saw, saw my show, we would go to some restaurants, and they would be the owner. They'd be like, oh, we watched your show. It was amazing, you know? But uh, they had seen the show. But walking out in Chennai, there's just so many people that I don't even think the majority of them went to see the show, even though there were so many people that watched it. So they are just seeing me as a white dude. They have no context of what I do or who I am. You know, so I must have just been like a bizarre, you know, like an oddity thing. like Yeah, totally. Like woman, bearded woman type of deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe um, that's what they thought you were. Oh, oh my, my God. God, is that
3: kind of, yeah.
1: I'm not going to say it, it's probably be racist. <laughs> 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 so that's my experience, you know, like doing that. I got to walk through all those people every day to get to the set location. And um, oh and God. so that you got you to gotta cope with that. You're like, okay, now I have to walk and gawked at the whole time I go to set. <laughs> That's awesome. Know? And uh, then I get to set, and I'm the pyrotechnician as well. This is actually something I'm stoked on. We had this thing called a dragon's tooth, and it would just shoot a spire of fire, like crazy, crazy high. We got it as high as like 20 feet. It was nuts. It was so unsafe. Everything was so unsafe in this place. I'm just like, this set could have burned down. And the only reason I was okay with it was the stunt coordinator was a guy from the U.S., and he's worked with like Chuck Norris and Steven Seagal, and he's done a lot of B-movie action stuff. So, like, he's done all this. He knows how it works. In fact, when he was showing me some of my stunts that, like, terrified the shit out of me, he's like, I'll do it first. And this is, like, a 60-year-old man who's, like, 100 pounds overweight who has, like, what? every bad habit under the sun. And he just he just does it because he's, I don't know. He just it, knows. He just knows. He's done so much of it. And it instilled so much confidence in me being like, well, if an old man can do this, <laughs> obviously I can do this. Wow. And, like, what kind of bad habits? <laughs> well, he said he's he said he do when he was younger and he just he doesn't do it now but it's like he doesn't even drink water he was like saying i just can't drink water as he's sipping a coca-cola in india where there's like plus 40 degree and he's 60 years old i'm surprised he's not dead yet yeah i'm like and even he was like i'm surprised i'm not dead yet (laughs) (laughs) okay attitude at least you're aware of it yeah and i but i love red he's an awesome guy and he taught me
2: a lot he was a great mentor that's no that sounds awesome like you definitely want a 60 year old overweight man doing the
1: stunt in front of you and successfully and just walking away like it's yeah, you're like oh i'm definitely doing this now and the funny thing is because the one stunt i'm referring to is this ladder gag where i basically have to climb this massive ladder at the end of the show where i'm like trying to pursue them how high was like, it like it was feet. like 15 20 feet you yeah. know so it's high off the ground yeah. uh and it's and it's not like you know the ladders we use at home Depot, over they're like and kind of, yeah, it's this is like a metal ladder. ladder. Oh. It is like something from the pirate era. So it's just like you're going in and a, wobbling, yuck, shuck, 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 shuck. and it's sitting on top of a balcony that's just plywood. So the balcony's moving, Well, the whole ladder's moving, the whole oh, set's freaking dear. moving. Like you know, you're kind of like, I hope this stays together and doesn't just fall apart. And so I got to go to the top of the ladder, and then Kevin, the comedic relief guy, he punches me in the face, and then he like pushes the ladder. He kicks it. Like in the beginning, he just pushed the ladder. Uh, and we had to be comfortable with this because I'd have to go up there and I needed him to tell me I was good because if he pushed me before I had my hands on, I would just fall to, you know, to my back or whatever. Oh so he God. pushes me and in the background behind the kind of fruit cart is, uh, it looks like kind of a box, a big bunch of boxes and crates, but it's actually a porta pit It's like a crash pad. So, uh, oh. you just hit the crash pad. And so once you get over the, the adrenaline of like falling blindly backwards into like what seems like a building, wow. then you just, uh hit the crash pad and you're okay. And the only thing you have to worry about is like your whiplash because your head will always whip back. So you kind of always have to engage these muscles. Um, but the experience was, was hard because you go up there yeah, and yeah, like, totally, and you're also doing it for a crowd, so you have to act, right? Like yeah. you have to look at them and be like, ah! like you have to make it look like it's a big comedy skit. Right. And then and later we started refining it so that um, he would punch me in the face and then he would like push the ladder out just to a point where I'm balancing, like just in the center. And then as the last kind of like gag, he stuck his foot out and touched a toe and then that's what sent me over and then that's when I would scream to the audience and in the end the coordinators and directors loved it because it was this, like it just was obviously in, in creating, creating more risk yeah that good that's awesome man that's yeah. wicked I but can yeah. totally picture it too yeah you just fall backwards on this thing and, and you what do you do, do with now? the ladder how high like you're still holding on to the ladder when you come down the right? all the time. but I started getting comfortable <laughs> with it so what I do is I lock my legs in to like the sides of the bars so that i could lift my hand up because at the this is also the ending part of the show that main viller, the main evildoer is sitting at, on the top roof and he's kind of like sticking his hand down at me because even though this guy was insufferable i still tried to like have some kind of connection with him because he's also my partner like i'm working with him yeah and i'm like how can we improve the quality of the show you know and it's like well we can interact with each other and then that was one idea we came up with but that involved me having to like hold on to a ladder with one or no arms, as I'm falling backwards, right. and I don't want to fall just straight down and have a ladder follow me because this is like a hundred wow. pound metal ladder. But I, I got it. You know, you do this. The thing about stunts is when you do them like over a hundred times, the adrenaline and the fear is like just gone. It's no different than walking or any yeah, other yeah. thing you're used to doing. Yeah, right. Yeah. and he had a wow. way harder one than me. He had to jump off the roof of a building to a port to an airbag, and he had to be dead center on it because if you jumped too far, he just landed to a pile of like. Wood and plaster, and probably you know, paralyze himself. So he's jumping onto this airbag that's dead center of this, uh, and it's like a crazy height, is something like 30 feet or something. Like, it was not. I looked at it, and I'm like, I ain't doing that. Not doing it for the amount of money you guys
2: are paying. Sorry, that's crazy, man. Holy shit, dude! Yeah, wow, man, good for
1: you. And you're here and you're chilling. Yeah,
2: Yeah. wow, shit.
1: And it, and, and the whole thing was a really basic play that would seem like it would be catered to kids. You know, like there's some bad guys, they steal some stone, the good guys come, the hero comes, you know, he's like a traveling, wandering, you know, person, he's a nomad, and then he's capable of all this crazy, you know, abilities like acrobatics and stuff. And then the evildoers are also like doing stunts like we're zip lining or one guy I light on fire. I actually light a dude on fire. You lit a dude on fire Not four completely. times a day? Four times a day, or five times or a day, five, depending four on the or five times a day. Yeah, it was that Kevin guy the funny comedic dude because of course he's the one being lit on fire because it's like "Ah," you know like he's the joker so he comes out and he has to like basically ask for help from the audience and i think the parents were more terrified because they're like this dude is literally on fire but the kids would always laugh because they have no context of the danger. They assume everything's okay. Jesus they're Christ. like, ah, they would lose it, and there'd be a lot of kids in the audience, so they'd always be losing it. This motherfucker's on fire! This motherfucker's
2: on fire! Help him!
1: And then the best part was like the hero comes out, Trevor comes out, and he's like, "Here's some water," and then he grabs it, and of course he says, "Thanks, I was thirsty," and then he drinks it instead of using it on himself, and so that also blows everyone's mind. Oh, that's like, another oh, another good God. one. Yeah. Hitting them hard. And and that's the thing is now he has to act casual. Oh, thank while you. on fire, while his ass is on fire, and he was always telling me like make it like a big one. Right? He always wanted it big. I don't know why, because I think having to do so many of them, you kind of want to like take care of yourself and be more safe. And I would just soaked this thing in like gasoline and just put it on him, and then we let him on fire. He runs out and he's like, and it's big. And the longer he's out there, the more it starts to pick up. So as he's walking, it's like licking his hair, and he's got like a ponytail, and I'm like. So hold on,
2: like That's his insane.
1: back is on fire. Like what's on fire? So you have something called a butt patch. Lighting your whole back on fire is crazy because it turns from your back being on fire to your whole body being on fire. I've seen a few
0: videos where, where you've done like wrong. the yeah, the movement, and to like try and put yourself out and
1: shit. It's yeah, pretty yeah. intense. It's like you're not fire. you're not actually trying to put it out. You're just you're making it look like ah,
3: I'm on fire.
1: <laughs> Holy shit! And you're just sort of like. But what happens is any time you move. You're building that fire. Yep. And because it's on fire because of accelerant, you can't inhale that shit, because it'll like knock you out. So you're basically like holding your breath while you're moving around and just trying to get your face out of the flame so that you could grab like a gasp of air in case they want you to do it for a bit longer. Yeah. But then the crazier thing is you don't feel anything. You just you're just like this. It's like normal. You so you don't actually know it's there. But yeah, but if you start when you start to feel that it's there, you're too late. Because now it's actually burning you. So uh, it's a real, like, crazy, like... You won't kill anything unless you do. And if you do, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, so it becomes more of, like, how much time has it been? Like, you're really just timing how long wow. you're doing it for as opposed to, like, ah. Eh, i just My brother's it insane. It yeah, 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 he's an insane <laughs> person.
2: He lights people on fire. <laughs> well, he lights like, himself I, on fire. He falls off did. buildings yeah, with I felt,
1: ladders. I felt
0: like I'm on fire. I, I love to live vicariously through you, though, because you, you have so many, you do so many
1: crazy things. <laughs> so you
2: did that four times a day.
1: Five times a week. Five
2: times. Okay. We and got then, it. Bro. And then I had, the I had to also <laughs> uh,
1: be responsible for the pyro flame, right? Because that's the bit. It's so like, what is that? St- When's that? Pl- so, so there's this part where they're like, there's like a dynamite, you know, they're like, we're going to blow up the building in order to like flush out the guy who has the stone, who at this point was that Kevin guy, right? He plays, um, uh, a character named, uh, is it Peraz? Para- I don't know. I can't, it's not, it's not coming to me right now, but, uh, Basically, they're playing back and forth with like a dynamite stick, and then there's this music playing that's like it's trying to like build up the intensity of this whole thing. I don't even know. Ah, it's like it's cool. straight from like that Prince of Persia movie. Um, it's like a super classic theatrical, like intense. Dun 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 dun, dun 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 dun, dun 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 dun. You know, like are they're just like there's a pause in it where someone realizes they have the dynamite. And they react and then oh they're my running God. around this trying to get like, someone else a dynamite yeah this is perfect man. and it was like they had a sparkler and everything so this huge sparkler was going off and they timed it to like the spark almost diminished they throw it into this building that then kind of right. like hits this recycling bin uh they trigger all this smoke and then this explosion happens over the, over the sound effects and then i have to engage the fire tooth but it was such a stressful experience because sometimes it just wouldn't work so many things just wouldn't work at this play We'd have, like, rolling power outages. So, like, right in the middle of our dance number, it's like, there's no sound. There's nothing. And we're like, (laughs) sometimes we didn't even remember our dialogue. So, we're just like, I don't remember what to say or do now. Like, it was crazy. And then everyone's just watching still, like, continue. (laughs) (laughs) They don't notice the music ends and and all. Lights are out. But that's the thing. is, like, in the city, they had this all the time. It wasn't just the theme park. It was the city. So, the rides would all be out. So everybody's like, like upside <laughs> oh down. God. And so what are they doing? They're looking at the play because okay, now there's nothing this, else to look
2: at, right? What you're describing sounds like the skit. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Red people. You're like upside down on some ride. You're like, oh, yeah, what are they doing over there?
1: <laughs> I mean, what else are you going to do? Talk about how you're not moving? No, this sucks. Hey, you going to do that oh for someone? Oh, my somewhere.
2: God. That's hilarious,
1: man. That's and, awesome. But actually, those moments were some of my favorite moments because we just were improvising. And it yeah. led to a lot of hilarious stuff. What an stuff. experience. The worst, actually, was when my pants came off. And I was like... What? And this, is, this, this produced so much anxiety for every show after. I don't know what happened, but I'm wearing these baggy pants. And at some point, like I had to go out and fight the hero. And what my bit was is I had to dive over this box. And when I hit the box... I'm about to fight him, and then I've noticed I have no weapons, which at this point makes no sense, because the whole time they saw me, I had, like, axes, like, spinning <laughs> axes around, but i come out with nothing. I'm like, ah, shit. <laughs> so there's a bunch of weapons that... Uh, the dumbest hero sp- ever. <laughs> <laughs> I had axes, but I, I left them I only room. know I'm how to spin the them. I don't really know how to fight with them, so they're the problem. So I have, to, I have to go and get a weapon, and it's, like, past him. So he comes at me, he throws a punch, I roll under him, I grab the weapon, I'm like, aha, now I have it. Well... The part where I'm facing him, this is what I realized: my pants were falling down. <laughs> they were like, because you know that feeling you get? You're like, oh, your <laughs> that's exactly what I did. Yeah, I spread my legs as wide as I could, but that meant I couldn't do any of my stunts. Because if I roll, that's my pants right off. Like I'm gonna roll. You should have just rolled with it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's like, wow, my pants. Like but the thing about India is they're super conservative but i couldn't yeah, even take my, i couldn't even take my shirt off they'd the probably bench. throw stones at you right? <laughs> yeah i'd be like i'd be lynched or something like i don't know what would happen maybe they think it was funny but it seemed pretty not okay for adults to be like not to, to show skin right? right even if you were a dude so that was just like going through my head like the whole time so like well, i like kind of hobbled towards happened one a, time during one show happened one time during a show oh, okay yeah and i like i come i hobbled towards trevor because like you said my, my legs are spread wide open and i'm like supposed to roll. He's probably looking at you. And, like, and he's just oh. like, okay, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> this is so weird. And I told him because he had like, what's going on? I'm like, my pants are falling off. And he's the whole time he's trying not to laugh while he's fighting me. And the worst That's part awesome. was I have to like, one of my gags are. You have to kick him. I kick him and he goes over, he goes over this railing into where the audience area is. Right? And then I have to jump on top of the railing. And it's a railing about this high off the ground. And once I'm on the railing, I have to jump off the railing into the air to do the classic like mm-hmm. Sparta ah, intense slash. But my pants are coming off, and I can't get them back on. And I just, I just didn't do that. Obviously, I just like did this really lame like <laughs> climbing over it. I looked like the whole time. I think they could tell my pants were falling off because the coordinator is like laughing. He's just like <laughs> dying in the air. Like, I would be laughing too. <laughs> oh. And so the whole the rest of the show, I'm just like with the pants on, <laughs> just always yeah. checking oh, like triple checking. Like, oh
2: my god. Okay, so so then you would so you would, I would imagine you do the show then there's like a break in between and then you do no. the show? no no it's just a whole show <clears throat> one whole one whole go. Start
1: no, no, no no I mean the the four oh, that's the right four yeah go. yeah sorry we would do one show we would go out yeah okay thirty
2: minutes <laughs> light that motherfucker on fire right <laughs> now, oh, right now. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. the worst part about him is like his safety was like dubious because. He basically had, he had a bunch of his <laughs> clothes just sitting in like a big bucket of lukewarm water because it's th- sitting outside, and then he's got to pull it out, and he's got to put it on himself. And I don't know if you guys have ever put on wet, warm clothes when you're tired. Oh, all the time. I have done that, <laughs> but yeah, gross. It's the worst experience. It takes all the energy out of you, and yeah. he did that all the time. And then had to be little on fire. Really well, that's on. how, okay. I was going to ask you how like, was his how fire protection? this, okay. He wore Nomex, which is like a flame retardant material for his underwear. And yeah. He pulls it all the way up to his back and then he throws on all this wet, saturated clothes and he wets his hair uh, cause it's just the butt patch that's on fire, right? right. Uh, a whole back burn or a whole body burn would be totally different. He would have to have way more safety in place, Right. but a butt burn is honestly, I let my butt on fire and I did a
3: backflip. It was awesome. Cause I'm just like, I
1: want to know what that looks like. We slow-mo videoed it and I'm like, that's cool oh, wow, man. where are we at for time
3: 1058
1: uh, it's almost 11 oh shit so we went past a half an hour yeah, by we're, we're connecting guys this I is know, good you know Joe you Rogan can... and Alex Jones and Eddie Bravo went for four hours <laughs> yeah but I gotta <laughs> I, I gotta I birthday. wish I
2: could do an Alex Jones impersonation right now just because you said that name but uh,
0: how do we want to well like, I just I do, do want to
2: because this has been great because I asked you how you start your day and then that Sprung into a whole crap load of stories as you <laughs> I didn't your day it how my day went. No, no, you, no, did, you but, did. It's but really just good. Really like stretched out. So, so you you do the shows, there'd be
1: breaks breaks in between. Yeah, well, and I also and have to do, I have to set the fire, uh, tooth right. So it's like you have to fill up this big propane tank and uh, make sure that it had enough in it so that when it time it time came to ignite it, it would be like. And that's just to kind of complete, have some finalization on that. They throw the dynamite stick in. Right. There'd be the sound effects of the explosion, and then I would light. Uh, Parvis was his name, was the character's name butt on fire. He runs out there, but before I let him on oh, fire after I've the, gotta activate the dragon's tooth because there's the explosion, the dynamite's in the building, and it has to look like it blew up, right? right. So there's this huge fire that goes in the air and then the whole building spills with smoke and then up comes this guy on fire. Ah! So the message is sold quite well. But sometimes that thing wouldn't work. And we'd have VIPs and like the mayor and like important people come to watch the show and the coordinator just coming up to me being like, We really but it was one of those things where I have no control over it. Like you arm the master control panel and the pilot light turns on. and because the weather conditions were so extreme, it just would switch off. So it'd be all good to go, you're ready to ignite. and then right when I flip the switch, it turned off. The whole thing turned off. and it's like now there's like, no, there's the sound effects of the explosion, nothing's happening. And I'm like, and sometimes I would set it off anyways, but it would be really late. Um, but then there was times where it's like there was so much tension and pressure built. Please, please, please just make this work. We want everything to kind of go without a hitch because there's like so many people out there and we have so many important people there too. Yeah. But then they did. They did work. Like, uh, it, it worked. You know what I mean? Like, I let them on was, fire. We, we, have yeah, we have been crushing it. Yeah, we've been crushing it. We've been doing like all of our, we've really been putting all of our energy into this show and getting great reactions. Like, I did like a Sparta slash so hard into the ground that I shot sand into all the children's faces and they're like, <laughs> they loved it. They're
2: like, oh my God, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Because I like I made it look like I was nuts, right? But we were in total control of what we were doing. It's just freaky when there's a lunatic right in front of you, like swinging a giant oh, sword around. Pretty and you're like, cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, we nailed it. And it felt oh, that feeling of like flicking the switch and seeing the fire go off. Yeah, just it's to hear pretty it cool. and feel yeah, it. Because like, I'm yes, right it underneath it. Worked, it. Worked. I'm like,
2: that energy was just like. Barrr. That's awesome, man. So you actually had some big big shows and there was big people there and you actually made it happen. We had Bollywood people come to visit us. It was wow. so weird.
1: Because at the end of the show. Uh, we would have, we'd go out there and we, they'd introduce us as who we were and what our characters were. And then we just sit there and then they come, the people come and they want our photos. It's always photos, like hundreds of photos or just like shaking your hand or touch you. And usually the kids just want to like touch you. And before they had us outside of the arena, but they started getting worse and worse and worse that it was literally like Indiana Jones and the temple of the doom at the end where all the kids were like, just like swarming them. It was pretty much that only wow. it was fully grown people. And we're like, being pushed against we pushed so we'd have to stand behind the bars and That is shake crazy. Hands. We had Bollywood people come. I had no idea who this guy is, but he had a huge entourage, cameras, everything. Wow. We're taking photos and he's like making it look like he's going to kill me. Like he's like shaking my hand. He's got his fist like in my face. And I'm like, oh, I hope this doesn't make me look bad. <laughs> yeah, they're going to write a newspaper article about you. Like he- Bollywood action star beats American Loser. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay. So, so then, so that, I don't know if like the times whatever right, like what time you'd wrap up your day and then what, 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 what do you guys just chill at night or what?
1: Yeah, we were usually really tired and sometimes we would just like, and at this point just covered in our own sweat. I'd have sand in my ear, sand in my eyes, sand in my pants, sand everywhere. So were your accommodations way. decent then? Like you get could cleaned up or no? I mean, yeah, we had like our own personal room and we had uh, a shower and I mean, there was no Wi-Fi or nothing, but uh, it was, uh, it was better than if we were in a hostel. For sure. So you had yeah. to do like laundry every night. Or no, no. Go? but we would pay them like you could do your own laundry, which is what I did. I would wash it like by hand, which by the way sucks. I'm oh, so glad. Yeah, I'm so glad for laundry machines because having to do that, just take your dirty underwear and be like, just, like <laughs> have to wash it in a big vat of gray water. Like yeah, I wasn't a fan, but um, yeah, most of the time you're taking care of your own stuff. And then we would go to like in the mornings, we go to the convenience stores and stock up on stuff that we would want just for ourselves. But at the end of the show, we would go back. We generally have dinner. If the dinner was chicken and rice, which 90% of the time it was, we would go out, usually to a restaurant, uh, who people had watched our show and they gave us free stuff, which was always nice. Deadly. Um, but then we didn't really go out and do anything, because it's not like it's the place you go out and do that, right? Because it's so hot. Even at nighttime, it's just like, it, you're just never not sweating. You're just always sweating, all the time.
2: You wow. just get used to it. So on one hand, this sounds like a trip of a lifetime. It was like deadly.
1: And on the other hand, I'm like, wow, it's no, like, it was hard, I'd rather hard, do man. anything else. Yeah, it, it was hard. Totally, totally It's like, man, man, the experiences were fresh and unique and exciting, but also really hard. Yeah. just like, I don't want to do another one of these shows. So
2: Buddy had to get dressed, too, in those wet clothes very quick,
1: hey? What do you mean? Well, you're, you're Oh, yeah, you're he's like explosion? throwing it on him, and I'm just kind of wow. like waiting for him, right? I'm, I'm doing the master control switch stuff for the fire tooth as well. So I have some things I'm doing, but honestly, my involvement in the show was, is, was the most minimal. Because I showed up so late. But then the, the director, the guy that put it all together, he said originally he wanted me to be the hero. And I saw what the hero had to do. And I'm so glad that wasn't me. Because I don't think I could have done that. <laughs> I don't think I literally had enough energy to like do that safely. Because right. I was like, doing shit all the time. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I was so crazy. glad.
2: So uh, we may as well put this in because I know we're going to wrap it up here. But uh, you are for hire,
1: correct? I am. Yes. Optimal Movement is a stunt agency. And we do... Uh, you know, independent film, and hopefully more. Uh, you know, union film because union film is awesome.
0: Where can people find you?
1: Um, that's the problem right now. Is there's really no online. He's presence. hidden. Yeah, He's like to hidden. get to get if, stuff if people right, wanted to find to you. List, I would suppose Instagram would be the best way. Yeah, yeah. I blinkered Biggie or just Facebook with my name Patrick Schmeichel. Sorry, what's your what's your blinkered eyes? Biggie? Blinkered Biggie. Yeah, honestly, I, thought I heard that right. I was just like, it is. It's like a, it's like a sort right. of English slang. It means like floating poop. I'm like, <laughs> ah, I'm like that'll be my username. And if people get it, awesome. And no one gets it. No one. No Except one now everybody is. will. They think I have made it. Blink Red Big. I'm like, no. I can see why you think that though. But awesome, well, I, had,
2: I had no idea. Uh, if you if you like to have those big, like uh, you got a bar mitzvah or a birthday or uh, something
0: crazy like that, <laughs> hire Patrick.
1: <laughs> maybe, no, maybe no, I don't do those shows. Yeah, yeah, sure. Know what he's you about. wouldn't do that.
2: You would go and do know. some flips and no. burn yourself at a bar mitzvah. Come on, bro. <laughs> Try to get you some work here, brother. What did you get out of the episode? Like, what was your experience? Oh,
1: it's always just fun connecting with you guys. And you're great listeners. You listen. It's like you know, you get that feeling. That there's like that there's a connection going flow. on, yeah, an ebb and flow. Like you're listening to what I have to say, you let it finish, and then you have this meaningful comment to add to it, right? This, I've listened to podcasts now where it's just like people talking over each other. It was yeah, it it drives was, me nuts. And they're popular. I'm like, I don't even know what either of them are saying because there's no respect of like listening and then you know contributing. So every time I do this with you guys, it's great, and we always go off and crazy. And you guys like hearing my stories, I assume. So I like that. Yeah, I love hearing your stories. Yeah, your, stories your stories are, stories are amazing. I, that's
0: what I love about being on the mic, right? To have the conversations and, mm-hmm. and to dig deep and, and to meet new people. That's why we do this.
1: Thanks,
0: man. Yeah, so that was episode 77. Enjoy the rest of your day, whatever you're doing, wherever you are. Peace. a Cheers. Like,